Chapter Fifteen of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Cardinal de Rohan. The next evening, Jean, not discouraged, renewed all her preparations of the night before, and on this occasion she had no time to grow impatient, for at seven o'clock a carriage drove up to the door, from which a gentleman got out. At the sound of the doorbell, Jean's heart beat so loud that you might almost have heard it. However, she composed herself as well as she could, and in a few minutes Clotilda opened the door and announced the person who had written the day before yesterday. "'Let him come in,' said Jean, and the gentleman dressed in silk and velvet and with a lofty carriage entered the room. Jean made a step forward and said, "'To whom have I the honor of speaking?' "'I am the Cardinal de Rohan,' he replied, and which Madame de Lamotte, feigning to be overwhelmed with the honour, courtesied as though he were a king. Then she advanced an armchair for him and placed herself in another. The Cardinal laid his hat on the table and, looking at Jean, began, "'It is then true, mademoiselle?' "'Madame,' interrupted Jean, "'pardon me, I forgot.' "'My husband is called de Lamotte, Monseigneur.' "'Oh, yes, a gendarme, is he not?' "'Yes, sir.' "'And you, madame, are a Valois?' "'I am, Monseigneur.' "'A great name,' said the cardinal, "'but rare, believed extinct.' not extinct sir since i bear it and as i have a brother baron de valois recognized that has nothing to do with it recognized or unrecognized rich or poor he is still baron de valois madame explain to me this descent it interests me i love heraldry Jean repeated all that the reader already knows. The cardinal listened and looked. He did not believe either her story or her merit, but she was poor and pretty. "'So that,' he said carelessly when she had finished, "'you have really been unfortunate.' "'I do not complain, Monseigneur.' "'Indeed. I had heard a most exaggerated account of the difficulties of your position.' This lodging is commodious and well furnished. For a grisette, no doubt, replied Jean. What, do you call these rooms fit for a grisette? I do not think you can call them fit for a princess, replied Jean. And you are a princess, said he in an ironical tone. "'I was born a Valois, Monseigneur, as you were a Rohan,' said Jean, with so much dignity that he felt a little touched by it. "'Madame,' said he, "'I forgot that my first words should have been an apology. I wrote to you that I would come yesterday, but I had to go to Versailles to assist at the reception of Monsieur de Souffrain.' "'Monseigneur does me too much honour in remembering me to-day, "'and my husband will more than ever regret the exile to which poverty compels him. 
since it prevents him from sharing this favor with me you live alone madame asked the cardinal absolutely alone i should be out of place in all society but that from which my poverty debars me the genealogists do not contest your claim no but what good does it do me madame continued the cardinal i shall be glad to know in what i can serve you in nothing monseigneur she said how in nothing pray be frank i cannot be more frank than i am you were just complaining now certainly i complain well then well then monseigneur i see that you wish to bestow charity on me oh madame yes sir i have taken charity but i will do so no more i have borne great humiliation madame you are wrong there is no humiliation in misfortune not even with the name i bear would you beg monsieur de rohan i do not speak of myself said he with an embarrassment mingled with hauteur monseigneur i only know two ways of begging in a carriage or at a church door in velvet or in rags well just now i did not expect the honor of this visit i thought you had forgotten me oh you knew then that it was i who wrote were not your arms on the seal however you feigned not to know me because you did not do me the honor to announce yourself this pride pleases me said the cardinal i had then continued jeanne despairing of seeing you taken the resolution of throwing off all this flimsy parade which covers my real poverty and of going in rags like other mendicants to beg my bread from the passers-by you are not at the end of your resources i trust madame jeanne did not reply you have some property even if it be mortgaged some family jewels this for example and he pointed to a box with which the delicate fingers of the lady had been playing a singular box upon my word will you permit me to look oh a portrait he continued with a look of great surprise do you know the original of this portrait asked jeanne it is that of maria theresa of maria theresa yes the empress of austria really cried jeanne are you sure monseigneur where did you get it he asked from a lady who came the day before yesterday to see you yes the cardinal examined the box with minute attention there were two ladies continued jeanne and one of them gave you this box said he with evident suspicion no 
she dropped it here the cardinal remained thoughtful for some time and then said what was the name of this lady i beg pardon for being inquisitive indeed it is a somewhat strange question indiscreet perhaps but not strange yes very strange for if i had known her name i should have returned it long before this then you know not who she is i only know she is the head of some charitable house in paris no in versailles from versailles the head of a charitable house monseigneur i accept charity from ladies that does not so much humiliate a poor woman and this lady who had heard of my wants left a hundred louis on my table when she went away a hundred louis said the cardinal in surprise then fearing to offend he added i am not astonished madame that they should give you such a sum you merit on the contrary all the solicitude of charitable people and your name makes it a duty to help you it is only the title of the sister of charity that surprised me they are not in the habit of giving such donations could you describe this lady to me not easily sir how so since she came here yes but she probably did not wish to be recognized for she hid her face as much as possible in her hood and was besides enveloped in furs well but you saw something my impressions were that she had blue eyes and a small mouth although the lips were rather thick tall or short of middle height her hands perfect her throat long and slender her expression severe and noble but you perhaps know this lady monseigneur why should you think so madame from the manner in which you question me besides there is a sympathy between the doers of good works no madame i do not know her but sir if you had some suspicion how should i oh from this portrait perhaps yes certainly the portrait said the cardinal rather uneasily well sir this portrait you still believe to be that of maria theresa i believe so certainly then you think that you have received a visit from some german lady who has founded one of these houses but it was evident that the cardinal doubted and he was pondering how this box which he had seen a hundred times in the hands of the queen came into the possession of this woman had the queen really been to see her if she had been was she indeed unknown to Jeanne? or if not why did she try to hide the knowledge from him if the queen had really been there it was no longer a poor woman he had to deal with but a princess 
succored by a queen who bestowed her gifts in person jeanne saw that the cardinal was thoughtful and even suspicious of her she felt uneasy and knew not what to say at last however he broke the silence by saying and the other lady oh i could see her perfectly she is tall and beautiful with a determined expression and a brilliant complexion and the other lady did not name her yes once but by her christian name what was it andrea andrea repeated the cardinal with a start the name put an end to all his doubts it was known that the queen had gone to paris on that day with mademoiselle de tavernay it was evident also that jeanne had no intention of deceiving him she was telling all she knew still he would try one more proof countess he said one thing astonishes me that you have not addressed yourself to the king but sir i have sent him twenty petitions without result yes well then the princes of the blood monsieur le duc d'orleans is charitable and often likes to do what the king refuses i have tried him equally fruitless that astonishes me oh when one is poor and not supported by any one there is still the comte d'artois sometimes dissipated men do more generous actions than charitable ones it is the same story with him but the princesses the aunts of the king madame elizabeth particularly would refuse assistance to no one it is true monseigneur her royal highness to whom i wrote promised to receive me but i know not why after having received my husband i could never get any more notice from her it is strange certainly said the cardinal then as if the thought had just struck him he cried ah mon dieu but we are forgetting the person to whom you should have addressed yourself first of all whom do you mean the dispenser of all favors she who never refuses help where it is deserved to the queen have you seen her no answered jeanne you have never presented your petition to the queen never you have not tried to obtain an audience of her i have tried but failed have you tried to throw yourself in her way that she might remark you no monseigneur but that is very strange i have only been twice to versailles and then saw but two persons there one was dr louis who had attended my poor father at the hotel Dieu, and the other was monsieur le baron de tavernay to whom i had an introduction what did monsieur de tavernay say to you he might have brought you to the queen he told me that i was very 
foolish to bring forward as a claim to the benevolence of the king a relationship which would be sure to displease him as nobody likes poor relations i recognize the egotistical and rude old baron <laughs> well continued he i will conduct you myself to versailles and will open the doors for you oh monseigneur how good you are cried jeanne overwhelmed with joy the cardinal approached her and said it is impossible but that before long all must interest themselves in you alas monseigneur said jeanne with a sigh do you think so i am sure of it i fear you flatter me she said looking earnestly at him for she could hardly believe in his sudden change of manner he had been so cold and suspicious at first this look had no small effect on the cardinal he began to think he had never met a woman prettier or more attractive ah ma foi said he to himself with the eternally scheming spirit of a man used to be diplomacy it would be too extraordinary and too fortunate if i have met at once an honest woman with the attractions of a scheming one and found in this poverty an able coadjutrix to my desires monseigneur the silence you keep every now and then disquiets me why so countess because a man like you only fails in politeness to two kinds of women mon dieu countess you frighten me what are you about to say and he took her hand i repeat it said she with women that you love too much or with women whom you do not esteem enough to be polite to countess you make me blush have i then failed in politeness toward you rather so monseigneur and yet you cannot love me too much and i have given you no cause to despise me oh countess you speak as if you were angry with me no monseigneur you have not yet merited my anger and i never will madame from this day in which i have had the pleasure of making your acquaintance my solicitude for you will not cease oh sir do not speak to me of your protection oh mon dieu i should humiliate myself not you in mentioning such a thing and he pressed her hand which he continued to hold to his lips she tried to withdraw it but he said only politeness madame and she let it remain to know said she that i shall occupy a place however small in the mind of a man so eminent and so busy would console me for a year let us hope the consolation will last longer than that countess well perhaps so monseigneur i have confidence in you besides i feel that you are capable of appreciating a mind like mine adventurous brave and pure in spite of my poverty and of the enemies which my position has made me your eminence will i am sure discover all the good that is in me 
and be indulgent to all the rest we are then warm friends madame and he advanced toward her but his arms were a little more extended than the occasion required she avoided him and said laughing it must be a friendship among three cardinal among three doubtless for there exists in exile a poor gendarme who is called monsieur de lamotte oh countess what a deplorably good memory you have i must speak to you of him that you may not forget him do you know why i do not speak of him countess no pray tell me because he will speak enough for himself husbands never let themselves be forgotten we shall hear that monsieur le comte de lamotte found it good or found it bad that the cardinal de rohan came two three or four times a week to visit his wife ha huh. but you will come so often monseigneur without that where would be our friendship four times i should have said six or seven jean laughed i should not indeed wonder in that case if people did talk of it oh but we can easily prevent them how quite easily the people know me certainly monseigneur but you they have the misfortune not to know well therefore if you would what sir come out instead of me come to your hotel monseigneur you would go to see a minister oh a minister is not a man you are adorable countess but i did not speak of my hotel i have a house oh a petite maison no a house of yours a house of mine cardinal indeed i did not know it to-morrow at ten o'clock you shall have the address the countess blushed the cardinal took her hand again and imprinted another kiss upon it at once bold respectful and tender they then bowed to each other light monseigneur down said the countess and he went away well thought she i have made a great step in the world come said the cardinal to himself as he drove off i think i have killed two birds with one stone this woman has too much talent not to catch the queen as she has caught me end of chapter 15 recording by john van stan savannah georgia